Hello and welcome to another episode of Generic Earpod. Now I'm just going to put that a little bit closer to you still. And um, okay, so we're going into another episode. Sarah, you're back again. Thank um, you for having me again. That's all right. I mean, for us, it's been about 30 seconds, but the listeners, it might have been, I've probably spread them over a yeah. week. Um, the next thing that I'm really excited to talk to you about, I'm interested in, you mentioned you're on Strava in yes. the last episode. Um, that's something that I've not gotten into. Oh. Um, and I notice, uh, I find Strava so interesting. It's a good topic because for some people, it's so positive. It seems yeah. to really motivate them. They absolutely love it. For other people, I've seen it be quite oh, toxic. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're one of those people, yeah, I would say, why are you feeling like that about, it's basically social media, but it's just for running, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I think people, you know, are so worried about, what they're putting on there, what other people thinking. It goes back to that easy yeah. running that, you know, we were speaking about. People will think I'm slow. It's like, no, they'll think you're great because you're running your easy ones at the pace you made. Yeah, everyone's doing. just clapping each other for running. <gasps> exactly, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But then you do see, like, someone's yeah. just taking one day off because uh, yeah. they need a break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they see someone yeah. did 100 kilometres on a bike. And yeah. then they're like, oh. yeah. Or people, why, didn't, why are they doing that? And I'm not, because you did your yeah. run yesterday. Or people will be comparing <laughs> what other people are yeah. doing. My husband's got the best attitude to Strava. He doesn't do anything on social media, but he likes Strava. And he goes, mm. I don't even love what people are doing. He goes, I just go and give kudos, which is a lie, give kudos to every single person who I know, who I like that. So, you know, because I don't care what paces people are doing or you yeah. know, what they're doing. But, but yeah. also, in that sense, what does your husband get out of Strava? It's just like where he keeps all his running. Right, just just, a little memoir of And he'll just say like, oh, so-and-so friend is up in the Lake District running this weekend or so-and-so's doing that. So yes, it's just more for the social side of things. And what's it for you? Um, Just to keep a record of all my training, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's how I use it. Right, and just to see yourself progress yeah yeah well you know what was I doing this time last year or you know um, comparing sessions and that's some that's one of the reasons I don't have well so that uh that I understand but that's it's kind of the reason I don't have Strava or or a watch is because I know that I'm likely to obsess in a negative way like I can't I have how are you with other social media apps like Instagram and stuff like that do you struggle with those no 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 that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I I use them, but I just feel like I have a really positive mm. experience on them. Um, you know, maybe I just block, don't follow people that I don't want to see on my social media. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just can't uh, manage my time on them. So yeah. if I go onto my phone just for one thing, then I go through yeah. all the other apps. Oh, well, yeah. do, you, do you have a bit of that? Um, not that much. I mean, some of them I am checking for work. So I will yeah. be checking people's Strava, you know, yeah. for the, the coaching side of things. Um, but yeah, I I use them, but I wouldn't like to say, you know, I'm not obsessive with them. Right, right. I basically, I always tell people I use social media for running and dog pictures. Okay. That's it. That's all that you'll ever find my content. When you're coaching people, do you, uh, what do you do when someone is struggling with comparison? Oh gosh, yeah. No, I've had to talk. Do, do you? tackle that as well oh yeah 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 I often say that the coaching side of things probably maybe 50% is actually just setting someone's training right and then the other side is all the other things that come with running so it might be you know the comparison side of Mm. thing or you know if they've had a race that hasn't gone really to plan and why hasn't it gone to plan or you know Mm. they're dealing with an injury setback or you know so it's so much more than just here's your training go and get on with it of course Yeah. yeah yeah so what do you do when is 
you don't have to name any names or anything, but is there anyone that like any instances in which you've had to put, so you've had, you have had to pull people back uh, from comparing themselves to other people? Oh, totally, yeah. You see it often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, the only person you should be comparing yourself against is yourself. Yeah. You know, are you improving to how you were a year ago? Did you come out of that race knowing that you gave it your absolute best shot? Because at the Mm. end of the day, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. If you're going to compare yourself to others, I always used to say, you know, unless you keep choking or maybe killing or, you know, people at the top of the field, there's always going to be somebody that's better than you, that's faster than you, that's stronger than you. And even those at the very top of their field prove sometimes that they're still beatable too, isn't there? Look mm. at Kipchoge in the um, COVID London Marathon, you, yeah. know, and had, you know, he finished eighth or something, which was like, you know, it's the first time he'd never not finished first for years and years. So everybody is beatable. You know, if you compare yourself to others then you're always going to be disappointed. But what I guess I think some people do is they know that uh, these these runners are going to be faster than mm. them but they think oh but there's someone in my fitness group that i felt like i've you, they think that they're on a similar level and then they see them doing a run yeah. when they're not running uh and then that triggers something in their brain like oh i can't lose track of that person because they're who i'm comparing yeah. myself against i guess it goes back to that psychological side of thing we were talking about earlier and, you know why are you running you know you want to be running for positive reasons mm. not because you're comparing yourself against other people or you wanted to beat other people you know you should be running for you yeah why do you think we uh why do we do you think we run why do you think we enjoy it me personally or people in general or um so let's start with you personally why do i run yeah what do you think is it in you the nature element that enjoys running because it seems so impractical doesn't it expelling energy for no reason i always like i love the process of training for a big race yeah yeah yeah. um i love seeing what's the best i can do because like i said i started running very late in life so you know yeah i'm still amazed that i can be doing these kind of things um I love the fact that it's just me out there on my own. Like I said, I never run with other people. You know, it's just kind of like my me time. Yep. Yeah. So those are probably the main things. When you started running, um, I, I find it funny, you know, people say that being in your 30s is late in life. Hmm. I don't personally yeah. see that. You're still, uh, you're just starting. I don't know. You just, it's still, there's still, you've got all your... Oh, features yeah. available and yeah. all the way into your 60s oh. you you'll likely be able to do most of the stuff that yeah. you can do yeah. in your 30s um and but was that weighing in your mind a lot back then did that i mean were you thinking about i don't know that a fear that you wouldn't be able to do things because no because that does happen, you know, quite a lot of people, at least uh, more so in the women that I know, uh, 30s is a tough time to, because everything feels like, you know, everything outside of running feels like a race, uh, almost. But maybe <laughs> maybe that's too much of a generalisation. Yeah, no, but... I've never felt like that whatsoever. Yeah, ah. I feel like my 30s are great and my 40s <laughs> have been even better. So yeah, let's yeah. see what the next day can bring. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the way to look at it. Yeah. That is the right attitude. It's just, uh, it's funny because that to me is rare, the way that you think. Um, Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that other people don't feel like that, but it's just something I've never, never experienced. Yeah. Yeah. And so when, 
a client is struggling with injury as well. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, how do you approach getting them to sort of take a step back? So are you talking about the physical side of injury or the psychological side? Because there's kind of two sides. Do you get involved with the physical side? Well, they would obviously see a physio and they'd say, you know, you've got this, this, this is wrong with you. Some runners, so I would always say then go and ask the physio what you can do instead. Because yeah. generally, you know, you can either get on the bike, you can get in the pool. Mm. You can learn a lot about runners at that point because some runners will be like, I don't want to do anything else but run. Well, yeah. you, if you want to main fitness, you're going to have to do something. So I will yeah. help with the cross training side if they need that. So, yeah. you know, give them some bike sessions or pool sessions, etc., etc. The psychological side, I think, is most interesting in seeing how runners respond to it, you know. Some, it's like, you know, this is the end of the world as we know it. Really? Is that what they oh, get like? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas some, you know, I think it's it's natural. You know, you go into a process. Mm. I always, I have a rule in life that if I have some kind of setback, so, you know, if I would have had an injury or something like that, I give myself 24 hours to wallow. Yep. That's the 24 hour <laughs> rule. In oh, that, that's such a good In that rule. 24 hours, you can wallow, you can feel as sorry for yourself as you want, you can go and have a good drink, you can get as pissed as you want. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. But after that 24 hours, crack on. Yeah. yeah. Because if not, you're just going to be wallowing in self pity. It's just going to be a self self positive. So I say that to runners, you know, like they've got an injury, you know, maybe oh, they had this race in two months that, you know, it looks like they're not going to be doing it. I was like, right, go and wallow for 24 hours. And then we'll work out a plan of action. And I find that 24-hour rule helps so, so much. Get it all out in those 24 It's great hours. because, it, yeah, that rule builds in this idea that it's okay to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which it is. You time, know, yeah, yeah, you've got to grieve for something. You know, you might have had, you know, not to do a race that you've been looking forward to. Or, mm. you know, you've had some setback. But, yeah, you've got to put a time scale on the wallowing. And also, I think what's an important thing, uh, I learned this from some investor guy that basically he, was, he had something terrible to happen and then from there he had the best investing of his life and he was like because basically when something bad happens to you that is unfortunately when you need to work harder yeah, uh, yeah. it's not the point at which you you know if you take a step back essentially more things are going to start falling apart yeah. um, it's when everything's going right for you that you can lie down and just oh, relax yeah. and enjoy things yeah. and just uh but then yeah when things you know life deals you curveballs and everybody and- has them and i think as soon as runners accept that they're going to have setbacks in their running mm. they accept the whole process when it happens much easier than you yeah. know if someone can't accept that you know things aren't always going to go to plan the very nature of running means that sometimes things aren't going to go to plan i think the very nature of of, of, of just life of life in general if you're doing yeah. it right yeah. you're gonna have uncertainty yeah. uh, and running is very much like life you're yeah. taking on challenges I and mean, you just got to like running helps you prepare your mind uh because you're constantly dealing with new challenges mm. or oh, what's this tweak what's yeah. this you know do I need new shoes how yeah. should I run yeah. differently and should I run differently that would be an interesting one it's, do you subscribe to any of the you know loads of people feel as though they're paranoid about how they run they've got to they think about 
their shoulder position and their you know gait what? and a I lot always, of talk. I always say that unless it's causing you problems, so if you're a really injury prone runner, mm. then I would look, say, you know, look into it. Why are you keeping getting injured? Mm. But I'm also of the opinion that if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Think about some of the best runners. Think about Paula Radcliffe. She didn't have a perfect running style. Think about Charlotte Perdue at the moment. Again, you know, you wouldn't look at her and think she's got this really, really graceful running style. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. Because I think sometimes people they'll think I need to be running, you know, like a smooth Kenyan style. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't always work like that. We all have really, really different styles. We'll be, we're all built differently. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also, I think, there's, you know, there's not enough knowledge of the human body yeah. to know, you know, you get used to running in a certain way yeah. and your body copes for that. Yeah. More than, you know, just as much as we are nature, we are nurture. Uh, and our body learns to deal with the impact yeah. in certain areas. Oh. So I, I find it funny when people change. I, I just, I remember early on in my running uh, career um, that the coach at Brighton Outdoor Fitness said he injured his knee shortly after trying to change his running yeah, style. Yeah, you hear like, that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. not going to do it Exactly, then. yeah. If, this, if it's not causing any problems, injuries, then why would you change it? The worst thing about, I think, the running style thing is, for me, it takes the enjoyment away from running. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just like, oh, so you're going you're gonna to give yourself a challenge that, does, you know, wants, makes you want to not run, um, in a way. Yeah. Because uh, you've got to, if you're thinking about that, you're not just looking at the scenery and just yeah. allowing that. My favourite bit about running is when you you realise that you've not been thinking about running yeah. for about half an hour. Yeah. You you've just, your brain's yeah. been thinking about yeah. something else. You're completely unaware yeah. of your breathing yeah. and all of the things like that. Do you run with headphones in? Yeah. You do? Yeah. What sort of music do you listen to? Um, gosh, probably a whole mix of stuff, but a lot of it goes back to my clubbing days. <laughs> 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 I generally were... Um, it's a club music. Yeah, I generally listen to music because like I said... It surprises people because I talk a lot in day-to-day -day life, but I'm really quite sociable when I'm running. So I'll always wear headphones in races just okay. to keep in my own little world, yeah. You don't like talking when you're running? No. Okay. When people meet me and they'll go, oh, should we meet up? You know, if we'll get all people go, should we meet up and have a run? I'm like, we can meet up and have a beer or a cup of tea, but I'd rather not meet for a run. Well, I, I struggle to talk when running. And I, you know, I can do it. And it's nice, but... Uh, I I find I well my brain uses a lot of energy when having a conversation. Yeah. Uh, I find it very hard when I feel like a conversation could be interrupted at any point. Yeah. And that's why I like about like as you say meeting up for a drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a time and a place for talking. It's not when you want it. I and even when I got my housemates in the house, if I get the sense that they want to talk, and I'm doing something, I'm just be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn off the TV and stuff like yeah. that. And they're like, oh no, don't turn off the TV and like. If you're gonna, if you want to chat, let's yeah. chat. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I can't do both. I love TV, uh, but I'll just be watching yeah. that. And it's a, a, um, it's a little bit different with running. I, I personally do like running without headphones mm. in, um, but that's just because that's what I've gotten used yeah. to with the fitness group, and it is just what you're used to. Isn't yeah, it? there's no right answer. No. Um, and so you, you like a beat on while you're doing <laughs> probably, When you said you've seen me down at the sofa at five o'clock in the morning, yeah, I'm probably listening yeah. to some like old club music from like the early 2000s. <laughs> uh, what's your favourite song at the minute? 
What? The minute? Do you God. have one? Because I'm terrible for it. I'll listen to a song to death. Oh, no, 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 no. Gosh, no. no. Do you have one playlist? I've got a massive playlist. It's about eight and a half hours and I always use it for the first eight and a half hours of like my long races. Right. So like my 24 hour races or 100 mile races because it's just, I know that every single song on there just puts me in a really good place. So you can just settle into a really nice groove for those first eight and a half hours. Can I get the link to that? (laughs) Yeah. It's really random. It goes everything from like old clubbing music to like Stone Roses to like, oh, everything on it. Yeah. Oh my God, that sounds like a... Wicked yeah. playlist. I would just want to take it to the beach and just <laughs> chill out to that. I don't know if it'll be very chill outy, but it's just really, really, yeah. It's, I just know every. It's got a bit of Abba on it. It's just every single song on it makes me smile. And I think when you're getting into a race, you might be running for twenty four hours or whatever. The first eight or so hours to me is just about just getting into a really nice groove. So you don't yeah. even want to be thinking about the running. So I just kind of switch off, listen to this music, and just know that I'm going to be smiling for eight hours, and then kind of nice. you start thinking about the race. Do you? Then continue to listen to music after that. Yeah, yeah. And do you use, do you just do the same playlist again? No, no, no. Then I've kind of got some really good old like sets from like my clubbing days that were yeah. <laughs> you know the last. I need clubbing. to hear these. I really do. Uh, Don't forget. Have you build the playlists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were your clubbing days like? They were lots of fun. Yeah. Everyone says to me, "Do you not wish you'd started running soon?" And I'm like, "No, we what? were having way too much fun." <laughs> When did the clubbing days uh, stop? They kind of, they they started phasing out after we got back from travelling. Right. Um, and then as I started running, there was a bit of overlap still for a little so, bit. So, yeah, yeah. 33, that age. Yeah, so there's probably, yeah, so probably for maybe a year or so after that, there was a bit, maybe even two years. There was You've still not stopped bit. clubbing altogether, right? You're still going. Well, I've got tickets to Carl Cox on Brighton Beach next month. Yeah. Oh I was my like, God, I that's going to be so good. <laughs> I was saying to my husband, oh my God, we're going to be like nine o'clock. We need to go to bed. <laughs> Is that when you go to bed, nine o'clock? Yeah, because I'm an early morning riser. So yeah, nine yeah. Till, I sleep nine till five a.m. I kind of have my own body clock. Yeah. Me and my partner definitely need to get better at going to bed earlier. Yeah. We get up about 5.30 every day. Yeah. But the sleep is so, so important. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I didn't, yeah, I need those eight hours, but I just, I love early mornings. I mean, you know, vitamin C for that time is just absolutely perfect. It's so different as well. Throughout the year, there's a, you know, there's so many different sunrises. I never take pictures of them anymore because it's like there's always going to be sunrises and sunsets there. I can always just show them to people. Um, and I feel like it spoils moments where yeah. like, there's people that will do it every morning, but it is just stunning. Yeah, and you've got it to yourself. Oh, exactly. Where'd you go, yeah. down? If we went down fighting seafront now, oh my god, it's oh, awful. it's gonna be rammed. Yeah. Well, actually, it's a Wednesday. That yeah. is also the benefit of your job. Yeah, is you get to go. To be honest, I don't. You, you'll very rarely see me on Vita Seafront past nine o'clock in the morning. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I like little time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it just is lovely. Yeah. And then you just, I just don't like sharing it with other people. And no, yeah. and but I find also uh, feeling ahead of everyone in the day. That's yeah. a big thing. Yeah. Also, having you can have a lie in till seven o'clock, and that feels enormous, <laughs> and you've still got yeah. the whole day ahead of you. I love feeling how much I've done by 12 o'clock. Um, I'm just, yeah, much better in the morning. I always say to people, don't ever ask me to do anything after 6pm in an evening because I'm absolutely useless. But yeah, I just do everything so much better in the morning. What's your, I'm curious to know what your diet's like generally for life. Um, I've been vegetarian since I was 16, yeah. um, just because I didn't want to eat meat anymore. Yeah. Apart from meat, I eat 
everything. Right. I okay. absolutely love food. Okay, yeah. so not vegan. So I, I don't eat meat, but I stopped eating meat when I was 16, purely because I just didn't want to eat animals. But apart from that, I eat everything. I've got okay. probably a really, really healthy attitude to food. My husband often laughs because like, my portions are bigger than his. <laughs> <laughs> do you do big dinners? Um, yeah, I eat loads of food. Right, yeah, okay, yeah. all throughout the day. I eat loads because if you're training as much as I am mm. and I don't want to do ridiculously high mileage but you know and I do lots of other stuff as well Pilates yep. yoga stuff like that you need to fuel your body well yep. you know I see so many especially female runners that just don't eat enough and then mm. they kind of get caught up in this history of stress fractures and mm. reds don't know if you've heard much about that but it's where nice. relative energy deficiency so they're basically not taking enough calories in for what they're um they, they need for their exercise and you know there's so many kind of um negative side effects and that so yeah i'm just so big on eating yeah yeah, yeah. i i was working it out for a one of them because we were talking about this and working out how many calories i have before like 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and i was like oh that is quite a lot how, how many how much will you run today oh well i mean i'm kind of in recovery from the grand union canal race so i didn't run at all last week so after a big race i always take 10 days off okay yeah 10 days completely wow. running yeah um, and then this week, I'm literally just going out and doing easy six miles, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. 86 miles. E- easy six miles. Easy six yeah, miles. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So normally, my normal, if I'm in normal training, my normal weekly mileage is about, say, between 70 and 80 miles a week. 70, 80 miles a week. Yeah. Interesting. It's just, inter- so you just don't think too much about the sizes of your meals, you're not. Uh, thinking too much about your food or anything I'm like just that. making sure I eat a lot yeah like I said I just love food yeah but that's the great thing about loving your fitness as well and then it gets you to it makes it enables you to have a really good healthy relationship yeah. with food. Um, yeah, yeah. not that people you know people still continue to have uh, bad relationships with their food yeah. do you struggle with that with your clients at all um, some t- yeah some do yeah yeah, yeah. you do see it quite a lot there's quite a not just in clients, just in runners in general. Um, yeah. You know, some runners do have a history of disordered eating. Mm. Yeah. What do you... How do you deal with that? I'm not a nutritionist, so I would yeah. just, I would direct them. You know, if someone was really, really struggling with that, I would say you need to speak to a proper sports nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think... It's just interesting hearing your attitude towards it, knowing that, you, you know, you can have a casual relationship with food and be uh, and accomplish yeah great challenges I would say you know I'd say probably like 80% of my time my diet's healthy yeah do you know what I mean but I like eating healthy-ish types of food Mm. you know but I don't deprive myself of anything you know I started coaching somebody in November and he was like oh I like a beer I shouldn't really be saying that to you as my morning coach and I was like I like a beer. Yeah, I love a yeah, drink. Yeah, uh, you know, but I drink in moderation, you know. Sometimes I'll go a few weeks and just there wasn't, hasn't been any opportunity to drink. Yeah. But then, you know, then there might be a couple of social occasions where I do. So, yeah, I just don't believe in depriving ourselves of anything. No, I think running is there to add to the human experience, yeah. not yeah. take away from yeah. it. I also think that alcohol... I, be, I think a few different types of drugs can serve a different purpose. I But alcohol serves a purpose in the sense of... Uh, we go through life feeling so afraid of saying certain things and, you know, with all these thoughts. And when you're drinking an alcohol, when you're drinking alcohol in moderation, just one drink, your brain just takes a bit of a back seat. Yeah. 
yeah. and it's more and it's like an opportunity when you do that when you go to a pub it's like oh we're going to be social yeah we're going to put the phones away we're going to yeah, yeah, yeah. talk yeah. to each other and it's it's very much committing uh to a conversation and slowing down yeah Fifteen minutes yeah. to an hour, or... and you know, at the end of the day, a couple of beers isn't going to be detrimental to our running. I always say to people at the end of the day, you know, we're not training for the Olympics. Mm. You know, I love running. I love to do really well at running. You know, I was like to do the best I can in races. But at the end of the day, I have got some perspective with it. You know, it's not making you money it's, or it's, anything. It's, you know, it's just it's not the Olympics. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Is it the end of the Most day? Most of the time, you're paying yes. to do it. Yeah. So this it, is like make sure day, you're enjoying yeah, it. At the end of the day, it's a hobby. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's lovely. It's really nice to hear someone say yeah. that. That's doing challenges that yeah. I want to do. Yeah. I think yeah, it's just keeping a refreshing attitude about it. But you're also if you make it too unfun for yourself you're never going to continue doing it uh the goal has to be for you to enjoy i mean and i hear people say um that they stopped drinking alcohol and they slept better and it's like but that's brilliant then great you're not doing it for your running you're you're like oh you've noticed that having it a bit less yeah uh and you enjoy life more so there's There's not like that's that still there's room to drink less and be healthier in other ways. Yeah. There's so many areas in which you can improve your life. Um and I've started eating less meat as well. Because yeah. uh I don't have an issue with uh eating an animal but just I don't like the way that they're treated in uh the animals that yeah. go into supermarkets are treated. So I just have a rule for myself, I only get it from butcher shops. Oh. Um, and it's just there's and so that's taken me down to having meat about once a week mm. if that um but it's so much more quality and now i really struggle to go back yeah to supermarket meat it just it makes me sad seeing it uh on the pizza yeah. and stuff like that um but there's no judgment for other people oh no that do it no. it's just normal yeah um but i like i i think it's arguably more wholesome to me and, my, me and my girlfriend talk about this, me and my partner talk about it. I think it's more wholesome to do, to have a little bit of something cheeky in your life. Yeah. Like, you've got to have something in your life yeah. that is, yeah. uh, ironically, it's wholesome to do something unwholesome. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Like I said, we're not Olympic athletes at the yeah. end of the day, yeah. And go to raves and yeah. stuff like that. Go see Carl Cox on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know how that one goes. <laughs> I was in bed before Carl Cox even came on. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna have such a good time. Have you seen him before? Yeah, loads of times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, oh god, that's just gonna be so much fun. <laughs> uh, how many times have you seen it? Oh gosh, loads. I mean, I was clubbing for a long, long time. The right. clubbing years preceded the running years. Yeah, right, me and my right. husband actually met in Ibiza um, twenty-three years ago. You met in Ibiza. Yeah. And did you both live in Brighton? No, gosh, he lived in London and I lived up north. But I was actually moving down to London with my graduate job. Right. So a week after the holiday, I was like, hi, I live here now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was expecting me. And was he into his fitness? No, 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 no. I mean, he had been at school. And then, like I said, we both had the clubbing years. Yeah. And then we both kind of started running at the same time. And, and he's yeah. into running as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. He that's was so, yeah. like, that's yeah. quite cute it's probably, you both... It's probably a good job we did evolve at the same time because it probably wouldn't work if one of us was still in the clubbing days and one of us was in the running days. No, that, that's a big thing for partners and yeah. people talk about. Oh. love in or having a partner I think 
I, I find love is a funny way to say, uh, do you do you love your partner? That doesn't really. Someone says yes to yeah. that doesn't tell you anything. Yeah. Uh, being compatible is such a oh completely yeah, bigger yeah, yeah. thing, and that's more of a that's a transitioning thing as well. Like you have to, you know, you don't uh, you want to be with this person your whole life, or m- most people oh. do. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, you don't want to be the same person in 10 years. Yeah. You want to change. And so you have to expect that the other person is going to change also. Yeah. And it's so great that when you got into running, he was like, oh. Well, it, he was actually the one that was first. And I oh, was right. just like, Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have a bit of this, see what it's like. But, yeah. But that attitude is key, yeah. isn't it, in it being long term. Oh, oh, and, yeah, and we're both so, so supportive of our running. You know, he was crewing for me at the Birmingham to London race a couple of weeks ago. He's doing yeah. a race in... Um, Austria this weekend so I'm going over there with him so yeah it's really really nice yeah. oh that's so yeah. cool yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what you know me and part of talking about going around y- using it as an excuse to go to certain places oh yeah it's a lovely idea that you go to uh, I want to do the half in Berlin yeah. and stuff like that yeah, it's and like, then you what a great way to see yeah, the city yeah, 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 yeah. and do something wholesome Some, but and then have a nice weekend and then yeah, absolutely yeah. Get, I'm a have a few drinks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. Uh, what are you going to do in Austria um, he's doing a 100k mountain race. Whoa, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, he's he does more of the mountainous stuff, whereas I kind of like running along canals and round tracks. And, and that's lovely of... that you guys have your niche. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the other one can go and support and get a nice holiday out of it. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, So you're not going to do the mountain climbing? No, no, the stuff. race is based in Salzburg. Salzburg? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to hang out in Salzburg while he goes off and does his thing for 100k and then be there at the finish line. And then, yeah, we'll have got... That's Saturday, so we've still got Sunday, Friday, Sunday and Monday for normal and stuff. What do you think you'll do that day? Go for one by the river, I'm just <laughs> Go for a run. <laughs> of course. Why did I ask that? Uh, do you do park run? Occasionally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now and again. Would you, do they have one in Salzburg as well? I was thinking. Oh, oh, I don't know. I, no. I'm not one of those people that goes doing part of tourism. I've, I occasionally do Hope Farm if I'm like, feel like I'm in good shape and I mm. want to see if I can get my um, 5k PB going. What's your 5k PB? 18.54. I know. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> what did that feel like when you got it? The hilarious thing was, like, me and my husband and Lisa do part one very often. We yeah. both did it that day. And he's faster runner than me. Yeah. And I finished ahead of him that day. It was hilarious. He was three seconds behind me. Oh, my God. A friend was down there. She's got some video footage of it. And it's just like, I can't catch you off. I can't catch you <laughs> but, yeah, I don't do it very often. Like I said, it's probably um, a bit sociable for me. You know, I said I'm yeah. not really into the social side of running. But, yeah, it's nice to do now and again. No, no, it is lovely. I mean, it's it's a great motivator for something. Oh. It's a really good way of... It's like, for me, that that's my ideal strap. Oh. It's my way of being, yeah. you know, constantly oh. tracking my progress, but yeah. not... I often get runners I coach to do, you know, if they're, if they're interested and, in, you know, they want to do that side of things. Because, yeah, you know, you can just do one whenever you want and you can see, you know, month-on-month progress. And, mm. yeah, I, I think it's an absolute great thing. Yeah, like I said, I do it now and again. What but... a great event to have been set No wonder it's taken off. Oh, completely. So yeah, well yeah, yeah. around yeah. the world. Yeah. Just literally... It's actually a really hard distance. I think it's one of the hardest possible distances you could possibly do. It's awful, yeah. Because there's no one that wouldn't struggle running 5K at their their personal base. Oh, exactly. The ones that I was telling you about, you know, I don't think there's many things in running as painful as that last mile of a park one. You know, if you're doing Mm. a a proper, you know, 5K flat out pace. Yeah, and the whole promenade one is especially cruel because you've got to do it twice. (laughs) And I forgot the second time I did it. That you had to do it twice. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I've taken Maddie. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. been training really hard. And mm-hmm. then 
Uh, yeah, and then she quickly yeah, overtook yeah, me as I realised, like, I passed the finish line and was like, oh, yeah, I've got to go around again. Uh, and I love seeing uh, the different ages. Oh, completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I love that parents can just bring their kids to Yeah. And sometimes you just see these little kids and you're quite fast. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone's got beaten by it's like a 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've definitely gotten beaten by someone younger than that. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm quite yo-yo-y with my, with my running. So yeah. there will be times where I can be really, really fast. Uh, and then times where yeah, a 12-year-old is over yeah. to the park run. <laughs> but I just do just love, it's such a reason to get out of bed. Yeah. It's just, and uh, the only thing I ever have to do occasionally is go like, it's not a race. I don't need to be where they are. Yeah. And just taking the views. Yeah. And, um, yeah, some people just do use it for that. Whereas for me, I would just, if I was going to needed to do a 5K one, I wouldn't be bothered to wait around for part one. It's like... Yeah, you just yeah, do it. Yeah, I just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'd be there at the line just... Yeah, I'd be like, on. why am I waiting around till 9am? Yeah, I can do this whenever yeah. I want. <laughs> do you have a faster 5K outside of Parkrun? No. 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 I've only... It's just that... Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've, like I said, I've probably done about 30 part runs over the years, so I'm not, you know, a prolific part run goer. But yeah, I don't mind it now and again if I'm kind of yeah. trading for a shorter, faster race. How did you feel in the last mile of your 147? I felt amazing. Yeah. I actually, my second to last mile was 8.29 pace. <laughs> I just... <laughs> that, I don't, like, for some people that are listening, they're not runners, but to, to like, they... That's just mad. It was, to... I think, because, you know, the end is in sight and I'd, I'd wanted to go under 30 hours because this race has been going, I think, 27 years. There's only ever been up to this year six women that have gone under 30 hours. So yeah. really wanted to go under 30 hours. And then um, I realised with half an hour to go that, yeah, I was going to get under 30 hours. So, yeah, those those last few miles are actually, yeah, really, yeah. really nice because knew, I knew that I'd got my goal. Yeah. Um, so... What did that feel like when you got when you when you did realise? Oh, like yeah, this video footage. I'm just like, like I'm living, living my best life. <laughs> I my need to see the like footage that. of my you running because like it sounds so wholesome. My smile was like that. Yeah, when you yeah. know that you've achieved something that you really wanted to. Yeah, it was really really satisfying. What did you do the evening of? That, gosh, the race finished at ten. I finished at ten to midday. Gosh, my husband drove us back to Brighton. And I just I mean, kind you of, finished at midday. Yeah, so, so you're running all night. Yeah, started six o'clock on the bank holiday Friday and then finished at ten to mid ten to midday. Oh my god! Drove back to Brighton, just kind of laid there for a bit, tried to sleep. Your legs feel like they've been run over. But then after sleep, you generally feel okay, really. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't go for a pint. I did on the Sunday. You did yeah. it on Sunday. Oh, gosh. So the day after. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you slept, so you finished at midday. Yeah. Got driven back to Brighton yeah. from London. Dozed a bit, couple for an hour or two on Saturday afternoon. Had a really good sleep Saturday night. Right. Woke up Sunday feeling, yeah, I don't feel too bad. You know, my legs ached a bit. But yeah, we went down to, um, do you know, on Bard? Yeah, lovely place. Oh gosh, Ooh. I'd not really eaten properly, you know, because your stomach's still a bit thin. So I'd just been picking yeah. things. I managed to do six pints of Bombard in five hours. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> I was on a real race high, but I think I peaked too soon. By five o'clock, it was game over. So. Oh, that's the best. It was. That's the there. best way to do it. I, just really, I like a yeah. day drink. Oh, I love a day drink. Yeah, and yeah. then you know, starts 
sobering up and doing Ex- sensible things in the evening exactly. and having I, a good night's sleep. I just fell asleep, yeah, but you probably yeah. need to, I trained so hard, you know, the build-up to race, the race had gone plan, I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and neck these on my Oh, dream. <laughs> right, that, I think, is our second episode done. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me, that is uh, brilliant, and I, I found hearing your stories fascinating. Uh, if you are interested, I'd like to do it again at some point, but there's no pressure on that. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.